Welcome to our Rock City Church podcast. We are so excited to have you join us. Our desire is that you would listen with expectancy for what God wants to do in your life. We pray that you would encounter the mighty love of the Father and that you would be fired up for the more that He has for you. Cool. So, hey everybody. We're so happy to be here. We don't take this lightly. I've said that many times before. Uh, We love you all so, so much, so dearly. And this, what we're going to be talking about is something that is anecdotal, something that we've gone through, something that has affected and changed our lives dramatically, and it's something that we have a desire to impart and to teach and to help people in any way that we can, no matter um, where you are in life, really. So, you want to? So, my name is Melody. For those that don't know, I saw some new faces walk in. I'm the children's director here. Um, and Andres does all of our social media, graphics, all the things. So, um, we love this church. We're all in. And like you said, we don't take this lightly. And we're super excited to be sharing our story with you. We're going to be sharing our dating story. So, we've been married two and a half years, going on three in December. Um, and We want to share our story and our process with all of you, and not just our story, but the why behind the culture and the dating process here at Rock City, Um, because it's really important, and like he said earlier, this is something that we're really passionate about because of our testimonies and because of what the Lord has done in our life. We're really, really passionate about seeing just pure relationships, pure friendships, all of those things mean a lot to us. Um, So... A little bit of my story, Um, I got saved when I was 21 in college, and um, like my prime time, 21, (laughs) and I gave my life to the Lord, um, and before that, I just really lived a very promiscuous lifestyle ever since I was really young. Um, You know, I had a void, and I was always trying to fill it with different things, different people my whole life, Um, but... God. He came in, radically saved my life, and I started coming to Rock City um, late of 2014, early 2015. And actually, when I came to Rock City, I was in a relationship. um, And so I was my first Christian relationship. And, you know, it didn't go so well. It was not honoring to the Lord. We weren't in relationship at that time. We didn't have spiritual parents or anything like that. Um, so it didn't go the right way. It didn't go God's way. The, re- the relationship ended. Um, but cool part, we both stayed at Rock City, even though it was awkward and hard and all the things. And we both got healing. And now we're best friends. And... We were in each other's weddings and stuff. So it's a really awesome story. It's a story for another time. Um, but if you want to hear a story about dating and it not going well, and you're still able to see God's redemption in both of your lives, come and find me. Um, so after this relationship ended, I was in relationship. At that time, I was living with Jeremy and Lauren, and they really helped to walk me through that. Um, and Marlene came into my life as a spiritual mom and other people, and they really helped walk me through that to get healing, um, and all of that, which would set me up for us. <laughs> yes. So I share a similar background. Um, I was always in a relationship, uh, since I was in sixth grade. I know it's <laughs> dumb. Uh, uh, <laughs> of course, um, I, I knew nothing healthy about dating. All I saw around me in school growing up was relationships being done wrong, just very selfish, you know, things always going sour, uh, you know, the world basically in, in, a, in a nutshell. Um, I too was in a relationship right before coming here and it wasn't healthy at all. I was already Christian by, by then. I'd been saved for not very long um, and that wasn't healthy. We broke up but that catapulted me into a journey of growth that led me to a lot of exploration, a lot of learning, a lot of dying, a lot of the entire process um, here at Rock City. So, yeah, that's where I am. That's how I got here. So with that being said, we've come a long way, um, and we did it right. We did it God's way, and that's what we want to share with you. Um, And, you know, really what I want to say before anything is that there's no shame, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation here in this house and in the Lord. 
wherever you're at in your process, God can meet you there and he wants to meet you there. So wherever you're at, there's no shame. We just cut that right now in the name of Jesus. Um, and so, yeah. So we had been friends um, in the same, same, we were had the same friend group. Um, this was in 2017. And so naturally we were always around each other. We were always doing something. This was summer of 2017. So a lot of us that are in our little friend group were either on summer break from college. Um, really, that was it. And so we had, had a lot of time. a lot of time. So we literally spent so much time together. Yeah. We were always doing something. We were always at a Bible study. We were always doing treasure hunts. At that time, we were doing a lot of evangelism. We would just go and do it. And so naturally, Andres and I were around each other. Um, and I guess we were both interested in each other. <laughs> But neither of us knew about it. Time. Yeah, like I mean, she I didn't guess, know that I was interested. I, and I didn't know that she was interested in me. That we never, that never, like, we talked, we never talked about that specifically. Yeah, about I was that. noticing him. But, Noticing yes. me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we say, I like to say, we were just naturally around each other. So we got to know each other in friend groups. Um, and so one day. I'll say this. <laughs> one day. Uh, and, and, and mind you, we're not going to go through all the details because there's a lot of details. If you want to know details, invite us for dinner. Um, uh, we'd be more than glad to talk about all of that and partake of the food. Yes. Yeah. The, the, yeah. So anyway, uh, one day she and I were hanging out at Coffee Waves right after a conference that we had in 2017 as a leadership conference. And I decided to tell her, I decided to tell Mel that I was uh, interested in getting to know her more. Uh, she had said a while ago in that same summer when, when we were hanging out, she was like, the next guy, the next guy I date, I don't want him, you know, messing around and wasting time. If he likes me, I want him to tell me he's interested and da 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 da. And so I did it. And next thing you know, she like looks at me and she goes, what? I said, we're at the coffee shop. We're just sitting there and everybody's around just talking about the conference because we were both on the social media team at right. the time. So we were talking about, you know, what to post and all the things. And out of nowhere, it was a random conversation, which is why I think Sup- I was so shocked. Super ran- it like, was a mid-sentence. Ran- I'm talking like, and he literally. just says... I'm talking like this, and he says, I want to get to know you more. And I was like, what? And she was like, <laughs> said what? Like three times. Twice. He says yeah, it was a lot, but it was, I just said, what? <laughs> she got up and literally. Which is not like me. I got game, y'all. And I just up. completely was like, what? What? I didn't know what to say. I was shooketh, and it's a millennial for shocked. She got up and left. I got up and left. Coffee shop. I just said, okay, and I walked out. I said, what about... Days later, Hurricane Harvey came, and we were... (laughs) We evacuated. He went to Dallas. I went to Laredo on Harvey vacation. And, you know, so (laughs) we came back, and, you know, we... I thought about it, obviously, the few days that we were apart, and came back, and um, I was like, okay, I think I want to get to know this guy. So... um, like I said, at that time, Marlene, or well, now, but Marlene was my, is my spiritual mom. And so I went to go into her to talk about it. I'll never forget this moment. She had actually heard about it already. Things spread fast, okay? It just is what it is. Things spread fast here. Do yourself a favor. The minute it happens, you better call whoever it is because they're going to hear from somebody else. And you want them to hear your story. <laughs> so Marlene had already heard. She already caught wind of it. And I was like, how did this happen? We were on vacation. <laughs> but... So I went to Marlene. She already knew about it. And, you know, we had that talk. And Marlene asked me to pray about it. And I said, I did pray about it. And she said, pray again. <laughs> she wasn't super excited about it. And, um, but she told me, you prayed, we'll pray again. And, oh, my gosh, I was so dramatic, you guys. I was, I was sitting there in her office. I'll never forget. And I was like, I'll just sacrifice this on the altar. Lord, I'll just, my hand with, the, just take it, take it already. Like, so dramatic. Like, I was already infatuated with Andres. Um, But the best thing that Marlene did was to ask me to pray again because the Lord said it once, and if it was the Lord, he'll say it again, right? So a week later, um, we got together to talk about it. It was a Tuesday, and we have that conversation again. I told her, hey, I pray about it. Prayed about it. This is how I feel. And we were at Jason's Day, I'll never forget. And she said, well, I'm not really happy about this. And mind you, she didn't really know Andres. He was fairly new. 
Yeah, no, no, for real. Like I, I started come. I started to seriously get plugged into the church in January of 2017. And then this whole thing happens. This whole summer, and she had been here for a little while. She's at this time. I was already on leadership here, and position season now. So it's like, who is this dude? I don't really know him personally. And as a mother, she had walked me through a lot of stuff, and so for her. She knew what I had gone through and what I had fought through for my purity and the things that I've gone through. And she wanted the best for me. Um, So she's having that conversation and she's telling me that. And she's, you know, our spiritual parents see from a different perspective than us. And I think that's something that we need to remember is she's telling me, and I'll never forget it. She's sitting there and she said, you don't understand how me and dad see you. We see you as like a queen. I'm looking at you and you have a crown on your head and you have jewels around your neck. You're like our gem. You're asking us to just say, yeah, dude, that we don't really know. Here you go. Take her on a date. Whatever happens, happens. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Plus, he didn't have a car. So she's like, practically, how is he going to take you on a date? He was, he was on a moped at the time. <laughs> Listen, that was a great moped. Jeremy let me use it. I got to and from work. I didn't really have a job. I was freelancing. So I came to work at the coffee shop a lot. Uh, but I had a moped. It was a two-seater. It would have wor- worked. I'm just kidding. Just, it went 50 miles an hour. I could go on the highway if I needed to. I had a helmet. It, yeah, well. Yeah, so she's like, I don't like how you millennials do it. I don't want you picking them up to take them on a date. Like, you deserve more than that. You know, it's, it's true. And it's true. So basically she said, okay, well, I want you to put this on the shelf. And when he gets a car, we'll talk, we'll revisit this conversation. But right now I'm saying no, I'm saying just, just no. And for now, until he gets a car, there was an until then, until he gets a car. The next day I'm here doing my children's duties, getting ready for church. And my girlfriends come up and they're like, um, did Andres get a car? And I was like, what? They're like, he's sitting in a car in the driver's seat, his head's down. I think he's praying, but I'm pretty sure he's in like, I think it's his car. We've never seen this car before. And I had not had a conversation with, at that point we weren't like, like really talking or anything like that. We just knew that we liked each other. So I didn't even tell him, Hey, she said, no, like he didn't know we're having a conversation. Didn't know any of that. So he didn't know the until he gets a car. So the story of the car, really quick. Well, I'm not going to go into the long details, but I was close to somebody during that summer, during that year, and the Lord made a way so that I could get a car for free. Like, I didn't pay for this car. So that literally happened the the next morning. Uh, he came to pick me up. He showed with a bunch of cash in his car, and uh, we went and shopped for one throughout the end of the day, and then I got to uh, church or coffee or something by that time. Yeah, he got to church that night, and he had a car. So I go to Marlene, like a little brat, and I said, guess who got a car? Guess who got a car? We're standing right here. Oh, she was so mad. She's like, me, you, him, dad, tomorrow, 12 o'clock, hi-ho. I'm like, can I ride in his car? She said, y'all better not be holding hands. But all that to say, if it's the Lord, he'll make a way, right? And that, he didn't the, have to strive for it. He didn't have to... Those little things, they serve as like anchors further right. on. Um, as you see how the Lord brought you all together. But really is God. He'll bring you together um, in very unique, special, fun ways uh, sometimes. And those help in very difficult moments. Because we've had extremely, extremely hard, horrible moments in our lives after getting married and throughout the whole process. But... I just want to put that out there, that those serve as like anchors. Right. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But that was one of the things like, okay, Lord, all right, we're seeing, we see you. So the next day, 12 o'clock, hi-ho, we go, we sit with her and Fabian. And I mean, pops let him have it. Um, he's basically um, really saying like, we don't really know you. It was a real honest conversation because, again, they knew me. I had been here. They had invested into me. You know, they've been here through it all with my walk with the Lord. I mean, and they saw the prophetic words that I got. They saw my passion. They saw my heart. All the things, right? So Pops literally said, she's here and you're here. I mean, and it, it was true at the time. Like, they didn't really know him. He was fairly new. Um, but like he said, he really dove right into the Lord and he 
for even a short period of time, he had a history with God, which is why I even gave him any interest at all, because I saw what the Lord was doing in him. Um, but it was true. You know, I was just spiritually somewhere else than he was. And they really wanted to make sure what his vision was. Um, because I was called to Rock City. I knew that. They knew that. So they wanted to see where he was at. Because if your visions aren't aligned, then don't even waste your time, honestly. Because if he's like, I feel like I'm supposed to go to Japan. Well, I don't. So this was not going to work out. Like, you know what I mean? So it was, it was a good, honest, like, reality-based conversation. It was a very, very good, honest conversation. It's a very uh, fathering moment, a very mothering moment. And I love it. Uh, in the moment, it was really just hard to hear those things, obviously. But to be honest, my mindset going into it is not, hey, I'm going to prove myself that I'm good enough and you're just going to see how wrong you are. I went in there know, like knowing that I was going to probably hear things I wasn't going to like. And I went in there with a desire to have wisdom and a desire to know more of like their hearts. And also looking back at it now, it served as a teaching moment for us, for our own children, for maybe people that, you know, have, they want some advice or something like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was very a multi-purpose thing. And I loved, I loved it, Pops. And it was, I mean, it was really good, you know, cause they, again, more honest questions. They asked the hard questions and we didn't back down from it. You know, it was like, they're asking him, are your parents divorced? Her parents are divorced. We got these things that matter that are going to influence your relationship. We need to know where you're, eat, where you're at because that's going to navigate how this is going to go. Um, and so at the end of the conversation, they shared their concerns and they were hesitant. Um, and, you know, but like you said, it was a very teaching moment. And for me, it was a healing moment, to be honest. You know, Pops got up and had to go back to work. And Marlene is sitting there and she's like, how do you feel? And I just started crying. And I was like, I've never had that before. Like, I had never had a dad to have that conversation with me. I didn't grow up with my dad. And so for me, it was a very healing moment that I needed. Um, and it wasn't even about us. It was that moment was that a part of that moment was for me and to bring healing into my life that I really needed to be able to walk into a relationship, to have it in a healthy way. Um, so at the end of the conversation, we were told that they wanted us to wait three months before um, really dating. They wanted us to continue to get to know each other in group settings. Um, they didn't want us to be alone together and just to be more intentional. And since I was really a part of their family, they said, we want you to come be a part of our family. And, you know, because it's not just about you know, us with them, but it's about the whole family dynamic. Um, and that was really important to them. So they said, we're going to be intentional about having you over with us and getting to know you as well. Um, and, but they also made it very clear, you are grown adults, you can do whatever you want. Like, but if you would like our blessing on this, then this is what we're going to recommend for you. And you have a choice. It wasn't like, under our head, like really any of that. It was, this is your choice. Um, and like you said, going in, we really wanted that counsel. We had not done it right our whole lives before knowing the Lord. And then coming to the Lord, we each had a relationship as Christians and it didn't go well. So we knew that we needed wisdom and counsel because our desire was to do it God's way. And we had no idea, no matter how grown we thought we were, we had no idea. Um, and so... Um, what I want to point out real quick, though, like you said, is that you didn't try to defend yourself by the things that they said. Um, and for me, that was another like checkbox in my head was how is he going to respond to these people that I really care about, people that are really invested into my life? Like, is he going to brush it off? Is he going to buck up and be like, I'm a man? How dare you say that? Excuse me? Excuse <laughs> Do you me? know who I am? Do you know who I am? <laughs> but he sat there and he just took it. He was just nodding his head. And for me, that was a big like, okay, that I like that about his character. Um, so it's just keeping your eyes open and throughout the process too. And, you know, to not deny the red flags if there are red flags and to check off the things that are important. Um, so so uh, what I want to hit on next is like extremely important. This could either derail you or it could direct you uh, in the way that you should go. Uh, these three months were awesome. In the moment, many times it didn't feel like it because we were impatient and we wanted to just get right to it and just dive right in and 
we're old enough and blah, 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 all the things, right? Uh, which we could have at any moment chose to do that. Uh, we didn't, we personally didn't want to, even though we wanted to, but we didn't want to. It's like a weird thing. Spirit was willing, but my flesh was weak, y'all. <laughs> that's exactly right. Literally, that's exactly right. So, so, so get this. These... <laughs> <laughs> she's telling me, she's like, you're saying I love him. You know, I did. I was like, I love this man. He's with my husband. But no, I, I mean, because it's true. Like that happened. Like we're young. We have hormones, all the things. We awakened love before it was time. So those had consequences in our lives. The Lord redeems us. But there was still a consequence to all the things, right? So for me and for us in those three moments, it was like those three months, it was like, they, Marlene and Fabian said, if, it, if you're meant to be married, what's three months for a lifetime? Yes. Like, what is three months? That's, that's instilling pers- like perspective for the long term. Like, dude, if you're meant to be married and y'all get married for the rest of your life, 67 years, like three months is like a blip, a speck in the big you know, side of things. So these three months helped with, um, helped the, infa- the infatuation settle down <laughs> some. Uh, feelings, it, all it the feels. Helped with the high emotions and all of those things died down and allowed us to make sober-minded decisions. Mm-hmm. Decisions that we made uh, le- uh, level-headed, decisions that were not just haphazard, that weren't just you know, in the moment uh, feelings-based and all these things. Although... Feelings are great. They're great indicators. Um, however, we should not be led and ruled by those in our decisions, especially in people that we're interested in. Um, and in those three months, too, um, we got to continue to get to know each other more intentionally. So I'm watching him. I'm seeing how he serves because that was really important to me. Um, and there's just a lot of things that I was watching and seeing how does he treat other women and um, is he fired up for the Lord? Like, because I, I knew those things, but I didn't. I was really now being paying attention and watching it. Um, and, you know, it was really awesome. Like you said, it was real sobering and we got to make a level headed decision on that. Um, and we're really thankful for it. But with that being said, like, don't compare our timeline, you know, where you're at or where you, how you want relationship to go one day. Like, don't compare it to other people's timelines because it's different for everybody. Um, we were at a place that, you know, at first they wanted to say six months, but they really were like, okay, let's give it three months and we'll go from there. Um, but you know, some, it might be a year. It might be like, and it, it's just, because of where you're at as far as your heart and in your spiritual walk, are you healthy? Where are you at? And, you know, so don't compare your timeline with somebody else and say, well, they moved faster. Why can't I move that fast? Or whatever the case may be. So don't compare. That is a lie. Uh, When you get those thoughts of like, well, they're so much far ahead and I should be there. Like all the shoulds are probably lies, just so you know. All the shoulds. So uh, you want to talk, speak on mm-hmm. boundaries? So in that time that we were intentional, you know, I did share, you know, closer to the three months to ending, like, okay, this is going to happen. Do we still want to do this? Do we still want to date each other? Um, I'm going to let you know my boundaries for dating. And if you're not about it, then, well, glad we're not dating. So um, so I already had boundaries that I had set up with the Lord. Um, and I had those before coming into relationship. And that's something really, really important if you're single is setting boundaries before meeting someone because you're going to see them like, oh my God, I'm, they're so cute. I just, because you're honestly like, it's hard to make good solid boundaries if you already have the feelings there. And so- Or if you've just jumped into dating, you're like- Dude, it's kind of hard to go back and really set those boundaries. Like, yeah, and so, really you know, I already had uh, boundaries, like I said. But my thing, and I really want to say to you guys, is when you make those boundaries, don't just make them because they sound like a good idea, but sit down with the Lord and make boundaries with the Holy Spirit because that's what's going to carry you. When it gets hard, when the temptations come, it's like the Holy Spirit was there in that moment and you get to go back on that. That's another anchor was I had a moment with the Lord where I really, um, we were on a mission trip in Brazil and they talked to us about dating. It was a bunch of us young adults. And they were talking about your dating relationship is going to, the, um, is going to be a fruit. Let me say that over again. Um, your dating relationship is going to be a direct fruit in your marriage. So like whatever your dating life looks like is what your marriage is going to look like. Um, and so I looked back at 
all of my relationships in the past and I'm like, I do not want my marriage to be that way. It was all flesh. It was, you know, so surface level. It was all physical and all of those things. And so I looked back and I'm like, I do not want the fruit of that. And so in that moment, I remember I was laying there. um, I actually had talked to Lacey about how do you know when it's the one and all the things. We had a really good conversation and I laid down that night and I said, Lord, what does this look like for me? I want a godly marriage one day. So help, what does that look like? Um, and I really felt the Holy Spirit lead me to have a boundary of not kissing until I was married, which was a huge deal for me. Cause like I said, I had this history, this really like promiscuous lifestyle. And it was crazy because Jeremy and Lauren, actually, that was their story. A part of their story was not kissing till they were married. And I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, wow, y'all are different. <laughs> I was like, square bear. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting she had that boundary because uh, I heard somewhere else in a like a relationship series, um, the the pastor had not like done as much as like kiss her wife either until really they got to the altar. And when I heard it for the first time, I was like, that's literally impossible. <laughs> Like you're lying or something, and you're lying. It, to me, it felt like a standard so in the cosmos because of my history and my and the lens I was looking things through. Uh, so I think that was also the Lord. So uh, with her saying that and knowing this, my background and with this whole kissing thing, my perspective and respond to those boundaries. Uh, is that I, I wanted to honor her. I wanted to honor that uh, because I knew it was important uh, for her because of her background, because of how much she had come, uh, how, how far she had come. And uh, I personally was like really, really okay with that. I didn't necessarily see, I didn't see it as a challenge. I saw it as, man, this is something we could both do together and something that is really attainable. Like That was the thing is you, he didn't really just is. say, okay, Let's do that. He said, why? He asked me, why did you have that boundary? And that was really important. So I got to share my heart with him. And he really saw my heart and was like, that's awesome. Like, let's do that. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this has to be you, but this was our story. Was, because, yeah. like I said, given our, our lives and our backgrounds, we gave each other away to so many people like that. Like, my, my dating process before her was I get to know you, we hook up, and then I get to know you a little bit better, and then we just keep doing the same cycle. And then eventually it just becomes about me and what I can get out of you, right? So that, Yeah. So the key point here is making boundaries, hopefully before you get in a relationship, but even if you are in a relationship, you can sit down separately and together and ask the Lord, what boundaries do we have? Even if it seems so impossible and like so far out of reach, the Holy Spirit is really wants to help you. Um, so make those boundaries. And another boundary for us, um, which is really more of like a non-negotiable, um, which those are important too, was inner healing. Inner healing was really, really important for us. I had already taken an inner healing class here and he was actually in that class at the moment. And I even told him, if I'm gonna hinder you and distract you, I don't wanna do this. Like, let's just not. But it worked out because that waiting period was until that class was over. So the Lord was all over it. Um, So that was something that was really, really important to both of us because coming into relationship, like, that's a big deal. Like, I feel like a lot of times, and we hear the term, and we've kind of been talking about the last couple of days about casual dating um, and that term. And, you know, it's not something that should be so casual um, because this is somebody else's soul, you know? This is someone else's life. And we really need to cherish that and take that really seriously. And so for the both of us, inner healing was really, really important um, because... If we were going to date, like we needed to do all that we could to be healthy. Right. And uh, to set ourselves up for success. One of the, one of my, the points in uh, inner healing is to get out of like, get all the junk that's inside of you that's uh, maybe tormenting you at night or just things in your life that are sin patterns, um, ungodly beliefs, just like basically renewing your mind through a whole process, right? Mm -hmm. To get the mind of Christ. but uh, I, I personally think that going into a relationship with all these like continual sin patterns that affect other people and like are constantly hurting you, 
uh, isn't very good because it'll hinder you from the get-go. Like, you know what I mean? It's Things don't go wrong, they start wrong. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to start right. We wanted to bring our best that we could because he deserves that and I deserve that. And I think that's a thing that we really, you know, I really want us to realize is our value and you are worth it. Like, don't settle at all. And so I deserve someone who has gone through it, who's done their all to be as healthy as they could be before dating me. Like, because I had done it and, you know, it was really important. Um, And so, um, like we said, we went through that healing process. I actually went through um, an IFM. I did an issue focus um, ministry um, because I knew that I had daddy issues. I had abandonment issues. And I knew that if I go into a relationship and not deal with that and not got rid of those ungodly beliefs, it was just going to be a spiral of lies because it would have had nothing to do with him and everything to do with me and the things that I had not dealt with. Um, Because no matter how amazing or how great he was, those issues are still there. And that was something that... um, when we were in that process, Kevin Leal was here and we went to IHOP at midnight. It was one of those times. And um, Marlene's like, so these two are dating. They want to date. Like, let them have it. <laughs> like, what do you have to say? And basically what um, Kevin said was, whether or not this ends in marriage is like, I don't even know that. But I do know that this process is going, like with him, for me, was going to help me to be the mom I'm supposed to be, the woman I'm supposed to be, and the preacher that I'm supposed to be. Those are the things that he said to me. Um, And so it was really exciting to know that God got to use him. Whether or not we were going to end up married or not, um, God was going to use this relationship. It's a process that has to be had at some point. You can't bypass the process. If you want to do it healthy, if you want to do it God's way and honoring, this is a process you don't get to bypass. Uh, and it's, it's not a set of formulas. It's more like patterns and uh, all that stuff. But uh, Kevin Leo said, like, whether it's him, him, meaning me, or somebody else, you're going to have to go through this. You're going to have to face these issues. You're going to have to face these things and get rid of these things in your life, regardless of who it is. Because if you want it, like I said, if you want to do it God's way, you want to do it right, there's no, there's no escaping the process. No there's some things, there were some things that I thought that I dealt with, and I'm kind of going ahead of myself real quick, but just since we're talking about it, there were some things that I thought I, thought I dealt with, and I had to a level, but it really, stuff really comes out when you're in a relationship. When you start dating someone, so much more starts coming out, and it's like, who am I? What is coming out of me right now? I'm manifesting. And so, you know, it was good that we're healthy because we are both were going to pop off at some point. Um, so all I have to say, as if you're single, use this time wisely. Get healthy. Get in the face of the Lord. Get a relationship and really dig deep because you want to bring your best to the table. Think about what God has in store for you. He does not withhold good gifts from his children. He has something so amazing for you. So be ready. Be Put yourself in a position to receive that. Whatever the Lord has for you, don't delay the time. Because you were kind of just going through the motions when you were single, all the things, you know. Um. Here's a lie. I'm this age, I should be married. I'm this age, I should have this. I'm this age, I should have kids. And I get it. I, like, I, I get it in the sense that we, a lot of us yearn to be with somebody, to have a family, because obviously we see that a lot here all the time. But... It, like if once you start comparing, and like I said, once you start saying should and I should and I should and I should, then like that that messes with your head and start and then you start believing it, yeah. and then you start to strive for it, and then you go through. Then you make it happen yourself. You try to make it happen. You start going through all these people, and you start using people. Anyways, it's a mess. And it's just you know a spiral downward. Um, so the three months, we used it wisely. Got to know each other. Then it gets closer. We say the boundaries. All right, we're good with this. December 15th, you get the green light. Yeah, look, listen. <laughs> I, got a, I got a hit of myself. We got the green light to start going on dates. I asked her to be my girlfriend. Day one. One. Uh, so I really jumped the gun in that, uh, but it's, it's nothing that y'all don't know already. Uh-huh. I remember I sent a picture. It was so sweet, like... Oh, like just looking back, it's like, wow, like I was really, that three months really set us up because he, 
really got to know me, got to know what was important to me. He knew that I loved breakfast, knew that I loved Hester, took me on a breakfast date to Hester's, took me downtown, got me roses, white roses, like what a symbol, right, of purity. And you guys, (laughs) and some commentary (laughs) happening down here. And he took me downtown and had this letter written for me and it was just really sweet and then took me shopping. <clears throat> and so, but it was really, and I sent, I sent Marlene a picture of me with the roses and she was like, oh my God, like crying face with the queen emoji, the queen, the crown. And then I said, he asked me to be his girlfriend. She's like, what? <laughs> and I said, yes. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, he saw an opportunity and he took it. That's what I love about him. He's a real go-getter. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, but how do you hit, how do you get, I want to say this though. Uh, so once we started dating, it's not like, all right, finally the rules and all the boundaries are gone. We can now be ourselves. Like, no, you should have them in place even more. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just get swayed and pretend you're married and play that game of like, oh, we're a couple now. We get to do X, Y, Z together. Like, when you're, exactly, when you're in a relationship now, like a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, you have to be even more intentional, even more careful guarding your heart. Not to keep that person out, but so that you don't awaken love way before it's supposed to. And, and remember, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, of course, now you get to be, now you get to have more time alone, not in each other's apartments at night or in each other's that was bars. Our uh, for us, that was our boundaries. Or, you know, be together in probably a setting where there's people around. And that's. Coffee Waves is great for that. Always either. people. There. Like, stay in community. If you start pulling yourself back, we're going to see that. We're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, don't isolate yourself now. Like, this is like come on, like you're doing so well, stay in community, stay plugged in, stay accountable. You're not married. You live your life with an open book. And it's, again, it's not a controlling thing. It's a, we want to make sure we want to help you. We both got a vision of like the bowling, the little rails that go up, like, and like the when the kids play, they're going to get points no matter what. And so that's, that's what they want us to do. They want to be like those guardrails for us. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you're going you're gonna to win at the end of this if you let us help you. Um, so all that to say, don't isolate. Um, don't start pulling back once you start dating. Um, and keep, keep your life as an open book for those that um, are speaking into your life. And, all, and that, I want to make a point, is, you know, you get to choose who gets to speak into your life. Like, I didn't have everybody speaking into our relationship. I had a few key people that were allowed to, that I gave permission to speak into my life. And so that's really important too. And that's another boundary for yourself that you can set up for yourself, you know, um, because a lot of people have a lot to say, right? Um, But you choose your few people that the Lord gives you and be intentional with those people. A lot of people, you know, of course, want to say a lot of things, but it's like, I would kind of brush it off and all the things and I'm, but we were in a relationship it wasn't like a we're yeah. ignoring you we don't want to hear what you say it's like I'm getting counsel wise counsel elsewhere I don't need a bunch of voices around my head right it gets, it gets a little cloudy so if, if you are feeling led to speak into somebody's lives that started dating I think it'd be really honoring to ask them hey I noticed this and I feel like I want to help you whatever uh ask them if if there's somebody already in that position or something like that you know uh to help them out because you might not even you will do more damage i said that loosely if you just keep telling them things whoever they are uh so it's really important to have somebody that's uh, holding you accountable um and i i think having that person or that couple ideally it would be a couple that'd be awesome you get both perspectives mm-hmm. uh, an elder elders are awesome there's uh, several elders here in this church that would love to get to know you invite you to dinner uh talk to you invest in you um uh so but anyway the what i was getting at is getting somebody like that is probably in my book if you were to ask me is step one like hey i'm interested in this person Right, you're thinking to yourself. I'm, thinking, I'm interested in this person. Uh, maybe I should go tell you know 
Jeremy or Jordan or something, somebody that you are in relationship with, somebody that's maybe a, a, a leader in your ministry, a, a, a life stage leader, um, and just get them involved, right? It's, it's not to control you, but it's to get, you know, somebody else in there uh, to, to guide you, to counsel you, uh, you know, to guide you in the right direction. So we're dating, right? <laughs> and we're in a relationship with people. And what happens? Things come up and things come out. And so what I want to say is you can't care more about the risk of not dating anymore or not moving forward because of an issue than you do about the other person getting freedom. So things came up and I wasn't going to hide it to protect our relationship. Oh my gosh, what if they say we can't date? This issue came up, whatever, whatever. I need to care more about him getting healing than our relationship, period. Um, And that's really where you need to see if you're at that place right now. Um, Are you okay with not dating? Are you okay with that? Um, So... An issue came up, uh, if you want to lead on. Yeah, so an issue came up, and we were hanging out at um, the house I was staying at. We were already in, we, we were already in dating. <laughs> we're boyfriend and girlfriend, I think, right? Yes. Yes, we were. We both lived at uh, different people's houses. Like, So I live with a couple, he lived with a couple, and that really worked out for us and for us because we really were like, didn't have our own place to go, you know? Right. So with families, with kids, there was no privacy. She came up, she was really led by the Lord to ask me this question. um, And the issue came up of porn with me and I wasn't addicted or or hooked on it, but it was, it was uh, a masturbation. It was something that I would go to, to get my fix or to like hurt myself. It's a really weird demonic thing that I had in my head. Uh, So that issue came up and I had not told her about it because in my head I was like, I, as I, I dealt with the Lord. I asked for for forgiveness, and uh, that's all I need, right? But no, that did not work out for me at all. Uh, But I'm I'm glad it came out because otherwise I I wouldn't have talked about it, if I'm being honest. I would have not told anybody. I would have just kept it. And let me just tell you guys, walking with a clean conscience is (laughs) so Awesome. So if there's a problem, an issue you have, even if you're not in a relationship, like you got to go to tell somebody, confess your sins, right? To a leader, to whoever it is, your spouse, if you're married, because it will bring so much freedom. There's a lot of freedom outside of that. And the lie is that if you tell them, they won't like you. If you, lie, if you tell them, they won't see you the same. Um, for me, I had been in so many jacked up relationships and has just seen brokenness so often that uh, for me, I was like, dude, if I... If I tell her, I will lose it all. I will lose everything, and I do not want to do that. I don't want. I don't want to fail again because of my issues. I don't want it. So for me, there was a lot on the line, and there was. She could have just said, "Okay, like we're not doing this anymore." That's the that's the beauty of it is that the, we weren't like attached to each other in in a way that she couldn't walk away. Because there's some things that will come out over time, which is another point of the wait a little bit. Let's see what happens over time. Let's see what comes out. And a key that I really want to make sure you get here, um, whether your relationship, dating relationship, married, whatever kind of relationship is, always be listening to the Holy Spirit. Don't turn it off ever because the Holy Spirit prompted me to ask him this question. And I'm sure that I've asked him this question before because that's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I'm really passionate about purity specifically. Specifically, I really like am passionate about, you know, um, just the movement like with, you know, human trafficking, anti-human trafficking and things like that. Like that's really important to me. So for me, porn, human trafficking, it's all tied in, right? I knew that. He knew that. I was like... No, like it was even worse in my head. I had even more guilt and I had even more shame because of that. Uh, so this happened, I manifest. I did not respond well, but- To put it lightly. It was manifest. really bad. Dude, it was so oh, I was, bad. that stuff hurts so deeply. Like, and especially as a woman, it's like, what do you need me for? Like it's really, it's really a hurtful, trust, lowly trust thing. Trust was broken. So that, that night she said, we're not doing anything. We're not moving forward with anything until you go talk to somebody tonight. I said, do not call me until you talk to, and I gave him two people specifically, unless you call Mark or unless, I call, you, unless you call Pastor David. Because yeah. I knew that those guys were really like, I don't know who, I forget. Fight through that with him. Mark here. I think I called Mark that night. And I went to Lacey's house and I'm like, Lacey, I'm coming over. And I went and I was like, you know, 
I was so sad and so heartbroken. And she really was the person that was like, you have a choice here as well. Like you get to choose how you respond here. Um, so we didn't talk for a couple days. Um, a few days later, um, we sat down with Pastor David and Pastor Amber. And again, they brought it to the table. Like you have a choice here. This is something that we deal with a lot. You know, they really saw that he was walking in so much shame. And my response honestly put more shame on him. I was hurt, the things, right? Um, so Amber really, like, I, that was like the first time I really saw Amber cry. Like, she cried for Andres. She felt the shame all over him because that's something that was familiar to her, familiar to her was the shame, and she saw it right away. Um, but they said, we deal with this a lot. Like, the good thing is, you're not married yet, so you have a choice here. You, Melody, can walk away. And that's okay if you don't want to deal with this because this is something you have to deal with. Trust is broken, all the things, right? And they told us, either way, we're walking, we're walking this out with you. You're a son in the house. Like, we're going to walk you out of this and you're going to see freedom. But I had a choice to make in that, in that time, which was really good that it came out then because you don't feel so like, like it's actually a choice. Like, you don't feel so locked in. We're married. This is coming out now and I have to deal with you and have to deal with this issue. Like, I have no choice, right? But I had a choice in that moment and that was, you know, it was a really powerful moment in our relationship because I chose, you know what? I know this is going to be really hard. I'm very heartbroken. All the things, I don't even, I can't even see how you're going to, how this is, how I'm ever going to trust you again but I'm willing to try and I want to choose. And one of the things when we were talking about this last night is, you know, I was able to make that choice because of what the Lord had been showing us throughout our dating relationship with the car, with all the things, these little things that he was telling us. And the Lord actually had given us a vision together. One day we had an awesome encounter with the Holy Spirit, showed us vision for our life together. And so that was another anchor in our relationship of, I know what the Lord has promised and I know what he has for us and I'm going to choose that. You're going to have to fight. Like you're going to have to make the choice to fight. If it's worth it, if it's the Lord, then you're going to have to fight. And it's hard because you've heard it here many times. The enemy just hates, 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 hates marriage, right? Because it's a covenant. He fell out of that covenant long ago. Um, so if he can get in between you and in between that, then he, he wins in that way. Uh, but it was it was a fight, man. It was really hard. Um, so, but we walked it out with people. They surrounded us. They loved us, and we walked it out in the light. And that was the most important thing. And being in the light, like being in the light, especially here, with all the diverse backgrounds, with Pastor David's background, Marlene's background, the leaders here, uh, walking in the light will hurt, of course. A little bit for a while, maybe, but uh, it's the best thing you can do because you're still you're still in the light. Like everything's just out there. You don't. The last thing you want to do is be hiding, uh, to where then we cannot help you, and then you alienate yourself, and then you're really in trouble because now you're alone and now you're hiding. And I want to encourage everybody here, whoever it is that's speaking into your life, whoever your leader is, whoever that person is for you. If you don't have one, we're here for you. Or find somebody. Uh, pray about it and be in the light. Like nothing grows in, in the dark. <laughs> so that, you know, a lot of things, conflict resolution, there was a lot of things that happened. We walked it out and we, we were able to get married a year to the day later, later. one year later, December 15th, to December 15th, we got married and it was so awesome. Like we made it to the altar. Our first kiss was in front of everybody. everybody saw. If you were there, saw you saw us kiss for the first time. <laughs> a little awkward. It was so awkward. Like I'm wearing red lipstick. Um, you know, <laughs> and, but it was so awesome. And it's so cool to say like, we have our first kiss on, we have a picture of our actual first kiss ever. So I, I want to touch on that because here's a reason why a lot of that matters. <clears throat> If you don't get to healing, if you don't do this thing right and honoring God and doing it God's way, um, what's at stake here is the rest of your legacy. That's extremely important. Uh, if your kid comes up to you, if you have an open relationship like that to where they can do that, if they ask you, hey, mom, I'm interested in so-and-so and I think I, think I really like her or him. And you're like, yeah, go ahead. Y'all go, go to the movies, I'll drop you off. you know. And then what? Like, and if you've done that, there's no shame. 
There's always a time to start over. There's a better way. There's a better way. So for me, now that I have my own, my Enzo, my little boy, I see him, he's so cute and so pure. And it's like, dude, I cannot imagine him going through the stuff I went through at 10, 11 years old watching porn for the first time. Like, what? I cannot do that. I cannot possibly let my guard down and just be so okay with the world around us that I don't fight for him, that I don't fight for my future children, right? And then that affects his children and his children. So if you zoom out, it's like, the legacy of your family, but that's also going to impact the kingdom, right? It's people that are going to advance the kingdom. It's people that are going to help heal other people. It's going to be people that are going to be, you know, righteous before the Lord. They're going to be full of love, full of truth, full of power to move in that, right? So to so, me, yeah. that's, that's like a, a bigger, uh, it's a bigger deal than just you I'm gonna date him. dating with a few, you know, a couple rules here, you know, in 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 the Christian way. Uh, it's much bigger than that. Like our choices yeah. matter, like for generations and generations and generations. Um, and so, you know, a few things that we really want to make sure that you know are taken away tonight is um, that submission gets you into position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so submission really positions you to. Uh, to be successful in this relationship. And success doesn't always mean you get to date and get to get married. Success means I honored, I loved the best way I knew how. We, I, I, st- I stuck to my boundaries and for whatever reason, this person and I were incompatible. We just didn't, this is not, didn't work out. That is also successful. Mm-hmm. Like there, it's not like failing. Right. <laughs> it's really not. And that just equips you even more. Right. To, for the next person that comes around or even after you get married, somebody comes to you, right? It's reciprocal. It's ministry. It's, it's the transference of life. Yeah. And so I think that's the thing too. When you're, when these boundaries are here, you know, it's even like before I knew the Lord, right? It's like, it's a set of roles to whatever, to control me. But that's not the case. It's like the Lord's like, these are set in place to protect you. And that's really the culture here is to protect you, to protect people. Um, because, you know, when we were in that waiting season uh, before we were dating, before just get, being intentional, what if it was like, yeah, you're kind of weird. <laughs> I think I've been paying a little bit more close attention. I don't think this is going to work out. We can walk away and be friends and it's fine because we didn't go make out behind the bleachers or anything like that. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, like, that actually <laughs> happened. I was interested in somebody else. I was interested in somebody else. And uh, we had a chat about it and it didn't work out. And we're still really great friends. And that was, that's okay. And that's okay too. And like, also like, you know, and I think the most important thing that I always tell people and what I want to say is you should always leave somebody better than you found them. And when you do it right and when you do it healthy and you do it within boundaries and you, you know, do it with accountability, like you're going to be better off for it. You're going to have learned something, you know, you're going to learn more about what you want, what you don't want. And so what that you thought you wanted, yeah, you know, and, and knowing too, like, it's okay to back away, but that's why it's like, okay, waiting process. Okay. Dating process. Like, you know, letting those, like, you can't bypass the process really. And like, those are, those are really good things. Um, they're put in there to protect you. Um, but another thing is honor, um, because it's easy to honor someone until you don't agree. You know, I can honor Marlene all day, all day. But when she says, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, whatever, like, you know, because I trust her in every other area of my life, right? Why not this thing too? And we do that to the Lord all the time. You can have all these other areas of my life, but not this. And why is that? So if you're bucking up about something, like check your heart about that thing. Um, And so with that, you need to trust who God has placed in your life to be your spiritual mother, father, mentor, Um, really trust the Lord in them and trust that the Lord put you in that position and really honor what they have to say. And the Lord honors honor, right? Um, and so with that, um, one of the scriptures that came to mind was Hebrews thirteen seventeen, And I remember sending this to Marlene one day and I said, I hope I don't grieve you. It says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. And so it's nobody's here in this house. I can speak for this house. This is what I know, right? 
like, it's not just a, I want to control your relationship. I want to, con- no, 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 no. Like these people care so deeply about your eternal souls. It is so easy to get caught up in. I want my life to look like this. I want this here and now. But guys, we are eternal beings. We are going to live for eternity. And they are here to help watch over us, to help lead us in the right direction. So that way we end up with God the Father. And so I think it's really important to see from that perspective. If you don't understand, if you're questioning what they're saying, of course, take it to the Lord, but also see the perspective of like, they care about my souls. They care about my eternal soul and they care about the other person too. Maybe they know something you don't know. Just trust. If they're saying no, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the other person. Maybe the person you're interested in is not ready. Um, and just, but again, that comes with honor and obeying your spiritual leaders and doing what they say. Um, And so this dating culture is in place to protect you and to set you up for God's best. It's not about rules. It's not about control. Um, And like I said, it can get, you can get so caught up in the here and now. Um, But our spiritual leaders are here to help us see from a different perspective, which is really what I needed. Oh, I love this guy. He's this, he's the one, you know, I've been waiting, whatever. And it's like, hold up, girlfriend. Like we don't. Let's make sure. We're not saying no. We're not trying to hinder you. We want you to be married. We want you to have children. We want you to have this life that you so desire that God's put on your heart. But we want to make sure that it's done right. Um, And like he said, these decisions impact your family line and they can break generational curses. And so, you know, we both came from divorced parents. And so, but now we're doing it in a healthy way. Like that's not going to be us. And our children aren't going to have divorced parents and so on and so forth. And they, it's really, really important. There's a shift that happens um, when you make these decisions. And so, even if you came from a healthy family line, you get to continue that legacy by doing it God's way. And it's so much bigger than you. Um, Whoever you marry is gonna be the person that you mother or father with the next generation. So keep that in mind. Um, And don't trade your inheritance for a bowl of soup. Yeah, Yeah, bowl of soup. Boy, that bowl of soup. Which is our next scripture if you wanna pull that up in Genesis. Or Esau. So is it up? So this is in Genesis. It's up there, baby. There it is. Y'all can see it. Uh, once, once. No, I don't think that's the right scripture. Twenty-nine, verse twenty-nine. Verse twenty-nine. Twenty-nine through thirty-four. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Once, when Jacob was cooking stew, Esau came in from the field, and he saw, and, and he was exhausted. And Esau said to Jacob, "Let me eat." Some of that red stew, for I am exhausted. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Uh, Jacob said, sell me your birthright now. Esau said, yes, no. He said, I'm about to die. Of what use is this birthright to me? Jacob said, uh, swear to me now. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew, and he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. He gave away his entire birthright. As a firstborn. As a firstborn, which is a pretty huge deal in the Old Testament. Uh, because he was in, caught up in the moment. He was caught up in, I'm really hungry right now. I need to just, I need to eat stat, like right now. And he gave away everything. For yeah. a bowl of lentil soup. For a bowl of lentil soup. It wasn't even like carnitas or anything. Soup. Like, <laughs> what? It wasn't even that good. <laughs> and it's, no, but it's like, you may, maybe you're 35 and you're single. I've been waiting so long. I'm just going to get married to the next guy that comes around or the next girl. You have a whole inheritance that God has for you and you're going to throw it away because you're getting weary because your flesh is giving up. Like, the, God has so much more. That is a pattern in the entire Old Testament. People, uh, the Israelites come out of Egypt, right? They're getting led to the promised land. And they get so weary and so tired, fairly quickly, if I might add. And they, were, they literally said, it's better if we went back into slavery, into Egypt. Like, there was literal bread, manna from heaven being poured out daily. And they said... I'm tired of it. I need to go back. At least, at least we had meals back then. At least we had to eat every single day. And, and they died. They died. God has so much more for you. 
I just and, want that. I just yes, want to sit, no, it's sit, a perspective. It's really like, you know, and in dating, we can so easily just give that away. But when you do it God's way, you get in the process, you're better off for it. And God will honor you and he will bless you. It's so important. And I think, you know, we forget sometimes, you know, like, we're not here forever. This is just, you know, what if you don't get married? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with God being enough for you? Really, truly? And I think that was at a place that I was at. I was, I had just was like, you know what? I love, I'm going to live this single girl life. I'm going to do, you know, and I was already, I was already doing that. I didn't wait until Andres came around to walk into my calling. I was here. I was going on mission trips. I was in leadership, all the things. Like I was doing my thing with the Lord and if you're going to come along and run fast as I can, well, then maybe I'll give you a chance. And so, but honestly, like, you know, don't wait for somebody else to come along too. like do what God's calling you to do. And I was at a place in my heart where I said, Lord, if I don't get married, if it's just me and you for the rest of my life here on earth, I am okay with that because you truly, truly are enough. And when my heart was at a real, like my heart was truly at that place, that's when God brought Andres into the picture because he knew my heart. Because maybe you're saying now, why well, I'm ready. But, you know, you're looking at every guy and girl walking up in here, you know, like, you like, know. Ready for what? Looking at their relationship status on Facebook. What are you ready for? But, you know, honestly, God knows your heart. And so I was in a place where I really, truly was ready. Um, and the Lord honored that. Um, and so it's really important to just see the bigger picture and really put your heart in a position where are you okay if it's just you and the Lord? Because I'm going to stand before the Lord one day without Aunt Dress. It's just going to be me and him. And I really, like, just close your eyes right now. And picture yourself in front of him, your creator, the one who knows you so deeply, more than a spouse ever could. He knows you so deeply and so intimately. That's your prize. He is your prize, not marriage, not kids, not a career. He is your prize. He's worth it. He is so, so worth it. Just you and him alone. I, but God is in marriage. He wants marriage, right? We, we're a picture. Our marriages get to be a picture of what's to come. And the important thing, though, too, is just to really see from a different perspective we love talking about dating. We're so passionate about it. And we can say that we did it God's way because we were in a relationship, because we, were, we had a covering here. That's not to say it wasn't messy, because it was. Mm-hmm. It got messy. It got ugly. It hurt. All some, the things. But... Like, like we said, we glossed over a lot of details um, to make some of these points. But I also want to point out that if you, if you want to submit to that process here and look for that here, there's fruit already. There's already fruit from this exact process. And like I said, it did. it's not a step-by-step formula. There's people that did it a little bit different in this, yeah. but there was common denominators of honoring and of love and submission and uh, all these things. We are, we are that, right? Um, our actual friend group is that. Our friend group Ooh, got married. I want to say that, right? Um, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, Francisco and Nicole were our friends. We hung out the same friend group. Quinn and, uh, Felicia. Quinn and Felicia. Nicole and friends. Nicole and Francisco. And Gabby and Josh. Gabby and Josh. So like all these people, right, that you might <laughs> might or might not know. Right? It wasn't on purpose. We weren't trying to date each other. It just Right. It was kind of weird happened. in a way. But, it's funny. Uh, it just happened that way. But there's fruit. There's It's been tested. It's been proven. Um, and there's other couples, Olivia and Oscar, like there's just so many couples here that um, have gone through this process. And it all looks different. It all, it all looks different. Like I said, there's just, there's denominators, but there's fruit. So if you like have doubts or have been like listening to these lies of like, man, they just want to control me. They don't want me to be happy. They don't want me to go have a cup of coffee, coffee waves casually with, to get to know somebody. Like those are lies. Yeah. Those are lies. Shut the flesh down. It's, yeah, that's all I'll say about that right now. So. <laughs> Well, we're 
so glad that we got to speak to you guys. We know that everyone here was here on purpose and we're here if you want advice, if you want us to lead you to somebody, you know, maybe you're like, I need a spiritual mom, a spiritual dad, whatever that case may be, we're here for you. Um, so if everyone wants to stand, we'll go ahead and pray for you. God, I just thank you, Lord, for the culture that you're building here at Rock City, that it's not even just about us, but it's about those that are coming in. God, that they get to come into a healthy family. God, I ask that you would just continue to grow us closer as a family, Lord. God, help us to see the lies of the enemy, trying to cause division in this house between one another, between spiritual parents and spiritual children. God, that it's all for you. It's all for your honor. We get to all answer to you one day. And God, I thank you that you're building a culture of healthy dating, healthy marriages, healthy relationships in this house, that it's a rare thing in this day. It's rare. This is a rare gem of people that care about you. They care about your souls. They care about your relationship. The deep, deep parts of it, not just the mask that you put on. They truly want healthy families because God's looking for a family. He wants to dwell here. And God, make us a place that you can come and dwell. God, I ask that you would raise up mothers and fathers in this house, God. Raise them up, Lord. We need them. God, and help us to submit. Help us to honor. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please subscribe and share it with your friends. And if you want to partner with us in what God is doing here at Rock City, you can give by visiting our website at rockcitycorpus.com give.